Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This podcast is sponsored by Carrie-Anne's Boutique, a wonderful baby business steeped in Spanish and traditional styles. Ages newborn and upwards with lots of knitted outfits, stunning dresses, luxury cosy toes for pram suit push chairs and car seats, bags, shoes and shawls, all personally order picked and packed by Carrie-Anne herself. All parcels are sent via Royal Mail and posted out within two to three working days. Find Carrie-Anne's Boutique on Instagram, Facebook or the website is www.carrieannesboutique.co.uk. I'm Nadia Essex, also known as the Clueless Mum. And darlings, I did it! I gave birth! If you're just joining the Clueless Mum podcast, then buckle up, because I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I survived the pregnancy, and now the real work begins. Join me as I start my journey raising my beautiful son, Ezekiel Michael, and more than ever, I need your help. Welcome to the Clueless Mum Series 2. Hello my darlings, welcome to the Clueless Mum Episode 2. Yes, we are back this week with a bit of a life update. So during lockdown, I spoke to my landlord and said that I was finding it difficult um, living in the flat. It I'm on the second floor uh, with no outside space, with a baby and a dog and a C-section. And it was just really, really difficult to have to come up and down two flights of stairs. I couldn't lift the pram. The dog needed a wee and it was finding it really hard. So I spoke to my landlord and said, look, can I leave, put it on the market and see if I can leave my contract early. Didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything, didn't hear anything. And then all of a sudden, um, had a couple of viewings, um, but just, you know, first viewings, maybe two job done. Didn't hear anything for ages. And then got a call out of the blue a couple of days ago going, okay, so we've had an offer on the place and they want to move in in nine days. And I was like, um, (laughs) yeah, that's not going to happen because I don't have anywhere to go. So they have managed to extend that to two weeks. So basically I have got two weeks to find a place to live. I'm not scared. (laughs) I'm petrified. So I'm literally like a mad woman on Zoopla every day being like, view, 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 trying to find a place to live. And it's all a little um, deja vu because obviously if you follow my social media, then I moved during my pregnancy twice. In fact, I moved during my pregnancy. The first time I moved during my pregnancy when I didn't know I was pregnant. So I moved house and I was carrying heavy wardrobes and doing all the heavy lifting didn't have a clue I was pregnant just knew that I felt like crap and then the second time I moved I was oh gosh six months pregnant I think about the five six month mark pregnant um and that was really difficult because I was pregnant (laughs) And, and I was quite well large I would say I was starting to get starting to get big and extremely hormonal so now I'm doing it all again with a four-month-old baby. And I really, really, really would like to stay here for a bit longer if possible because, yeah, keep moving is a pain in the backside. 
So yeah, so if, if I sound a little manic, it's because um, I am. <laughs> so that was the big trauma news off the back of a really traumatic week. Um, you may have read about it or seen it on my social media, but I was cutting Zeke's fingernails and I accidentally, ofs, um, cut his skin on his finger and it bled and it bled and it bled. There was so much blood, it would not stop bleeding. I was super emotional. I felt like the worst mum in the world. I cried so hard. It was really, really, really traumatic. And luckily, people are so lovely. Um, hundreds of messages on my Instagram saying, don't worry, we've all done it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. He's okay. Um, and it made me feel so much better because I just, you do, when you sort of make a mistake like that, you do feel like you're the only person that has done that and you are, you know, a horrific mother and it's really lonely and scary and isolating and then when you hear other people go no I've done that loads of times it's just you know it's only a little nick it's fine you're like oh phew thank you so much literally sobbing through the tears like oh you're all so lovely thank you for being kind I'm still very hormonal and very emotional as you can tell but it does it's a really it's a really it's such a um overwhelming feeling all of my emotions seem extremely heightened so the, the highs are super high and the lows are super low and that was a super low moment um yeah and a lot of people sent me stories of other things that have happened as well because a couple of weeks ago I also had another traumatic moment where he was on his changing mat and I literally turned around for a split second and when I turned back he would had pushed himself backwards and was sliding over the back of the changing table and I caught him by the leg mid-air and if I hadn't have caught him he would have fallen headfirst um to the floor and potentially broken his neck and oh my god I sobbed for like 30 solid minutes I held him in my arms and I was like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm so so sorry and just absolutely bawled and yeah, again, it was really traumatic because, you know, the thought you just think what could have been. And it's really difficult. I suppose all these new firsts as a mum as well. It's like everyone kept messaging me and going, oh, it's fine. You know, my baby rolled off the bed and, you know, oh, my my baby ran or, you know, my child ran into the car door and split his head open. And it's just one of those things, it's really weird to think that, you know, there's going to be a point where these things happen, accidents do happen, and I'm trying not to think about them, because what I don't want to do is manifest any accidents, but it's really hard, because all, just, things just pop into your head, like, oh, you just, you know, you wait to hear that thud when the baby falls off the bed, or you wait to hear that moment where you know you're going to have to take your child to hospital, like, it's going to happen, and you just get it just it builds and builds and builds into such a scary thing so I think when he when I cut his finger although it wasn't actually a big deal it was a tiny nick on his finger and it bled a lot but it was teeny teeny tiny it felt so much more heightened because it was off the back of you know him nearly breaking his neck (laughs) 
couple of weeks before. And yeah, I mean, I think I'm just realising that this parenting stuff is is kind of just one traumatic episode after another and somehow (laughs) you have to try and deal with it, cope with it, not let it overwhelm you and still try and be the best mum you can be. It's juggling a hell of a lot of balls, let's just say that. So props to any parent. You you really don't know until you have children how difficult it is in terms of your emotions. I didn't know. I, th- I thought I could be a good mum practically, but the emotional side of it has been way harder than I ever expected. Um, on top of being super duper emotional as a person in general, this week I also had a visitor from my period which is the weirdest feeling. I have not had a period in years. I was on the pill where you take it every day so you don't have a period. And then when I stopped taking the pill, I had spotting. So that's why I thought my period would come, but it never came because I got pregnant. (laughs) So I I have not had a period in such a long time. And hopefully this explains a lot of the emotional side of things because I am super... I cried. This week I have cried happy tears as sad tears I mean every sort of two hours the baby would have a bottle I'd look into his eyes and I'd just go oh I love you so much and cry so it kind of makes sense um but gosh yeah it's weird you forget what having a period feels like when you haven't had one for very long us women we are absolute I don't know like uh, what's a wonderful word to describe but the things we have to go through is and the things our bodies have to go through you know it's just mind-blowing that we just suck it up and we just crack on and it's wonderful so yeah off to go and eat a load of cake actually that's not true I'm on a diet so I'm not going to eat cake at all but um yeah my period it's back it's official my breast milk is now dried up and I'm back to pre-pregnancy Nadia Is your baby unsettled? Perhaps they are crying in obvious pain. Maybe you have been told they have colic and reflux. Or perhaps you are in the solid stage, but your child is uncomfortable and not sleeping well. Then adopting the methods of biological care and biological weaning by baby cues, which thousands of parents around the globe are calling life-changing, is for you. Learn to nurture your child alongside their digestive development from newborn to two years of age while understanding their full array of cues, including their six wind cues. Check out www.babycues.info where you will find self-help books and oodles of free advice. Take the step toward a calmer life now. Now a series of The Clueless Mum talking about being a mum would not be complete without chatting. Sleep. Oh, well, okay. Zeke and I haven't had a routine uh, in terms of sleep, really. We haven't really needed one. Um, he, he feeds on demand and he sleeps on demand. Um, you know, when he's tired, he sleeps and when he's hungry, he eats. And that's kind of worked fairly well for us. Um, he naturally goes down about 7 p.m. Um, and then I'll give him, probably give him a dream feed about 10 p.m. And then usually he wakes up every two hours. 
Now, during lockdown, it's not, it wasn't an issue. We have nowhere to go. We could be in our pajamas all day, just like hanging out, having fun. But now things are starting to go back to quote unquote normal. Um, I'm finding it increasingly more difficult to cope with less sleep. Um, you know, he, he, he wakes every two hours and then it's a case of, you know, a feed and a wind and then back to sleep. And then I've got to get myself back to sleep. So I'm probably only having like 45 minutes of sleep a pop. Oh, yeah, he's teething. <laughs> Fun. I've always loved my sleep. And so I thought not having a lot of sleep, I'd really struggle, but it's actually not been too bad. However, I haven't had a full night's sleep now in probably nearly a year. And I'm getting a little tired. <laughs> not going to lie. I'm tired of being tired and getting woke up for one thing or another. Especially when, that, you know, I, I do hear stories of babies at like four months that are like sleeping. If they're not sleeping all the way through the night, they're certainly sleeping like big chunks. And he's not. So I really need your help on this, actually. I really need some advice. Um, I'm not quite sure what to do. So I I put him down at seven. Uh, no, sorry, that's not true. So about six o'clock, we'll start our bedtime routine. Every two to three days, I'll give him a bath. I don't bath him every day. Keep the old essential oils or whatever it's called. Um, so if we have a bath, about six o'clock, we'll have a bath you know, nice and chilled, then a baby massage, then a bottle, then bed. And if not, about sort of half past six, quarter past six, we'll um, move into the bedroom, change nappy, put on pyjamas, maybe put on like a sleeping bag or um, sleep suit, and then get into sort of the bed position and give him his final bottle. I usually do a bit of a lullaby maybe, and then put him in his crib that's next to my bed put his dummy in and he's usually awake when I put him down I I heard that this best of babies are awake when you put them down and then they naturally fall into sleep and that's about seven o'clock and then I walk away and I leave him and sometimes he goes straight to sleep other times he doesn't and so I'll go back in and I'll put the dummy back in and then I walk out again and then I might go back in put the dummy back in and then walk out again. Sometimes I have to do that maybe like six or seven times before he finally falls asleep. Um, And then he falls asleep, and then about 10 o'clock, either he wakes for a feed or I wake him for a dream feed, give him a bottle, wind him, change his nappy, put him back to bed. And then he sleeps till about midnight, and then it's sort of every two-hour intervals after that. And I just don't know. So he's not bad at sort of going to sleep, but he's really bad at staying asleep. So I really, really could do with any advice on like how to how to encourage him to sleep longer chunks. Because I don't think he's hungry because, well, he's, he's having, you know, a decent seven o'clock feed and then a decent 10 o'clock feed. And I just, yeah, I can't work it out. So um, any help, advice, bits tips um is it right that i'm you know he he loves the dummy the dummy helps him go to sleep but is that the right thing to be doing or should i start like not using a dummy but then he'll cry a lot more i really don't know 
I just would love, would love, love, love to have a big chunk. I think the biggest chunk he's ever done is five hours. Um, and it was extremely disorientating because when I woke up, I was like, oh my God, I've had five hours in a row. And I actually felt worse that very first time. Um, but yeah, he's getting old enough now where I think maybe we should get into a bit of a better routine. I just want to get some sleep. And I think for him as well, you know, I want him to get into a good routine. I want him to be a good sleeper. I want him to be a good eater, <laughs> she says. And I just want him to, you know, genuinely live a happy life. And I, I'm not sure if waking up every two hours is is conducive to happiness. So help, please. Anything. So my darlings, that is another week done. Oh, he's blowing bubbles. I don't know if you can hear him. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I am going to be running a competition on my Instagram to win a Clueless Mum care package full of really lovely mummy treats. Um, I've got a foot mask, a face mask, body scrub, um, just loads of like yummy, lovely. Oh, do you want to win, Ziki? Yay, that's the idea of a competition. Um, So all you have to do is go onto my Instagram. I'm going to put a post up and just tag, put your at for three friends that might like to listen to the Clueless Mum podcast too. You'll all go into a hat and somebody will win the care package and I will send it to you from my home to yours. Um, So yeah, it's going to be full of loads of lovely, really good self-care items. Whether you're a mum or not a mum, it doesn't matter. This is a little package for you just to say thank you for listening. So check it out. And don't forget, my darlings, to subscribe. And if you're on Apple, leave me a little review. We like five stars over here. Have a good week, darlings. And please, all of you, stay safe and stay well. Stay well.